Hi, my name is Minda Hartz, and I'm your host of Secure the Seat, your weekly podcast that helps women of color secure their seat at the table. It's not about just getting to the table, but it's what you do when you sit down that matters. Are you there just for you? Are you there to help the next woman of color secure her seat as well? Because if we're just doing it for us, then that's not legacy. Legacy is helping the next woman. And when you look around the table, um, you don't have to be the only one. It's not about being the only one. Sometimes we have to be the first, but we don't have to remain the only one. And, and that's getting to the table and, and making change. And so that's rather you create and build your own table or you occupy space at someone else's table. Um, we need you there. And so I just encourage every woman that's out there listening that, you know, I know it's hard sometimes uh, being the only one, being one of few and feeling like you're not seen or heard, but we've gone this far, ladies, and um, we're not going to let anybody stop us. We've invested in ourselves, and we're going to continue to invest in ourselves, and we're not going to lean out until we secure that seat because uh, we deserve to be there. And it also makes me think about wins. Sometimes we think about our L's that we take, and um, but you got to celebrate the wins. And I'm celebrating Stacey Abrams. Uh, she won the Democratic primary in Georgia, which is huge. And she could become the nation's first black woman governor. And my, it really blows my mind to think that we haven't had one yet. And so um, for those who may not know, so I am a California girl, but I also was raised in Illinois. And I had the pleasure of, I was young, but at least I was able to see it because representation is important. Um, the first black senator woman, uh, Carol Mosley Braun. And so um, it's so exciting to see the possibilities of Miss Abrams. And if you live in Georgia, even if you don't live in Georgia, we can still support her and her platform. And so you can give your time and your money and your support, or if there's other women of color in your state running, help them secure their seat as well, because when they secure it, it helps us with ours too. And um, also thank you for all those who send uh, feedback on Secure the Seat or who have rated the podcast. It means so much. Again, I know that you could be listening to any podcast out there. There's tons. And you choose to listen to me talk about securing our seats <laughs> every Wednesday. And so if you haven't had a chance, please go back and check out um, past episodes. They're short and sweet. And there's nuggets in every single episode. And so I know you'll find it valuable. And then too, I was thinking about Gabrielle Union's speech uh, from 2016 um, at Essence, uh, she said, real, fearless, and fierce women complement other women, and we recognize and embrace that their shine in no way diminishes our light, and that it actually makes our light shine brighter. And so I just want to encourage each of you that we don't have to dim our light for anyone, and we don't have to dim anyone else's light, and securing your seat is not stomping every other person or woman to get to your seat. There's space for all of us. And so this crabs in a barrel mentality or there can only be one, that song is played out. It's scratched like an old CD. <laughs> so I just want you to know that there's space for everybody. And um, as you secure your seat, um, it's not just about you. Remember the other women um, who need opportunity as well. And, and even if it's just as simple as inviting someone on your podcast or reviewing their resume. You know, how can we help each other secure our seat? And that's most important because um, impact at the end of the day, that's what this thing is all about. 
And uh, so I'm done preaching. <laughs> um, today's episode, I called it Whistle While You Work. And um, the reason why I call it that is because sometimes you have to keep working your um, nine to five job uh, before you transition full time into your uh, second job, which is the job that you want to be working um, full time. Right. And so some of us have to do that. And there's no shame in having to work or bring in income to invest your in your project or invest in yourself. And I know that we don't talk about that enough. We talk about entrepreneurship and how sexy it is, but we don't often talk about, you know, sometimes we have to work um, while we're building and it's not a bad thing and you don't have to have any shame in that. And my guest today uh, is a friend whom I met through Tiffany Defu, um maybe two years ago. And uh, Regina Gwynn, she's the co-founder and CEO of Trez Noir, the leading on-location beauty booking app designed for women of color that brings the salon experience into your home, hotel, or office. And for those of us who travel a lot, that's clutch, <laughs> having a resource like that. And so me and Regina are going to dig into it. I hope you enjoy it. Please um, tweet us and let us know what you think of the episode and hashtag secure the seat. Regina, welcome to Secure the Seat. So glad you're here. Thank you so much, Minda, for having me. I'm excited. Me too, me too. We got a lot to jump into. Before we get started, Regina, tell everyone just a little bit about yourself. I already gave them the short bio, but if you want to just um, fill them in on what you do at Tres Noir and how they can find you. Sure. Um, so I'm the CEO and co-founder of Tress Noir. We're an on-location beauty service platform designed for women of color. So you can book an appointment on our website, and a traveling textured hair expert comes to your house, hotel, or office to make you fabulous. So our focus is really providing convenient, easy beauty for millions of women across the U.S. and making the path to pretty just a little bit more convenient. Um, we have been in business for almost, well, a little over three years, which is crazy. It feels like <laughs> a lifetime. Um, but we, uh, our core markets are New York, Philly, Washington, D.C., L.A., and Dallas. But we are definitely expanding to a few more markets later on this year and building more corporate partnerships. So really excited about um, the growth that, that we've had, but also excited just to give women their time back um, as a, a, a proud um, um, as a proud client of Trust Noir, I'm not only the client, uh, I'm, the, I'm the president here, and we, we definitely um, come from a place of, of understanding this very personally, um, having spent endless hours in hair salons and being really frustrated. So um, that was kind of the impetus behind Trust Noir, and uh, looking forward to talking more. Great. I, I love that little slide in there with the, with the biggie line. I, I love it. Yeah. I'm already excited about it. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but one of the things that I wanted to touch base on, and first of all, congratulations on three years in, because as an entrepreneur, it, it's not an easy road. So first, I want to acknowledge that. Thank you. It is yeah, very absolutely. real. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, I don't, I, I'm not married. I don't have kids, but this is definitely my baby. <laughs> and she has been um, a very petulant child um, at times, 
But uh, I definitely love it, and I would not have it any other way. I cannot imagine um, not being an entrepreneur. I can't imagine going back to corporate America. You know, clearly never say never, but I'm truly, truly blessed to do what I love. That's great. Well, that leads us into my first question is, we know that entrepreneurship can be an empowering way to create wealth and ownership for women of color, but what do you think of are some of the misconceptions about leaving our jobs and starting a business? Is it easier? So I, I definitely have some thoughts on this. Um, you know, I'm all for le leaving your job when the time is right. Um, I've also had a lot of conversations about whether to start in corporate America, um, you know, get a lot of training there, or starting at a startup. Um, and just kind of getting thrown in and learning everything. There's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, from my personal experience, I had an opportunity to launch brands at Macy's, um, Macy's Inc. for, for a good five or six years. Uh, I launched Inc. International Concepts for Men. Um, I launched American Rag, which is a junior's young men's brand. So I had a chance to learn on someone else's dime how to build a brand. What does marketing look like? What are the tenets of retail 101, product development, production, sourcing? So there's something to be said about learning from, you know, from, from a large brand that has the resources to train and develop you, um, you know, build your network of people. Because when you do go off on your own, you're, it's a very solo kind of experience. You're not in an office anymore with, you know, 25 people or hundreds of people. Um, so you, it's really about your, your timing um, and, and putting in that grunt work. You know, when you feel as if you have, that you're financially able to go off on your own, then sure. Um, and when, you're, when your business is, is able to support you financially, of course, go for it. Um, but there's definitely trade-offs to, to leaving too early. There's trade-offs to leaving too late. Um, but leaving in general is something that you, you do have to decide to do in order for your business to grow. You dropped so many gems in that. And I'm glad that you talked about, you know, leaving too soon because I think that, you know, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And if you no, don't have no, the resources you need, um, like you said, you know, use your current job as the playing field to test things, to take courses, use that professional development because, you know, you yeah. may not feel like your boss is supporting your every move, but when you get into this entrepreneurship space, it's a lot of work. And so I'm glad that yeah. you, you know, and a lot of, I think a lot of women leave their job before it's time. You know? I, you know, I, I agree. I think that, I think a lot right now, entrepreneurship is sexy, right? You know, tech founder life sounds fabulous when you're, you know, hopping on planes and going to conferences and doing the event life and parties. That is 0.01% of my job. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> not the majority. It's 0.01%, but like 70% of my budget, right? So you spend a lot of money, um, and, you know, definitely get returned, but in terms of what's priority and what's focus, um, I definitely feel like there, there's a lot, certain activities or certain experiences are really overblown versus the grunt work every day in my office, in my co-working space, at home, weekends, late nights, tears, you know, highs, lows. There, there's a lot that a lot of people don't talk about, and we, it's very easy to, 
um, you know, to highlight the wins, but but keep the losses quiet. Hey, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, like, I, we were both at South by Southwest this year, and, you know, a lot of people are yep. like, oh, my God, you were there. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't see me, like, sliding down the wall the few days before, uh, like, you know. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. On some sliding. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Right. You you didn't yeah, you didn't you didn't see my 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 sales report that, you know, made me mad or you know, what you know, just there's there's so many every day. You you can have fifteen highs and fifteen lows in the same day. Yes. Not for the faint of heart. Yes. Not for right. the faint of heart. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you're keeping it real because I think it's important uh that we talk about that. And the other side of this is I think that because entrepreneurship is so sexy these days, um, we, not us per se, but I think sometimes the culture might shame people who have a day job while they're building. Uh, let's yeah. talk about why we don't talk about having two jobs when we're building our, our business. We just show this, oh, well, I'm just doing this entrepreneurship thing because I don't want people to think that I'm not being successful. What are your thoughts on that? It's that is Linda, that is really interesting. Um, I think it's just it baffles me. I, I mean, you have to be able to fund your business, okay? You have to be able to keep the lights on and eat. You also have to you know, have money for self care, which is even more so critical as an entrepreneur. So it has to get you have to have money somewhere. So to have a job you, you, there, there needs to be something, some method to get money coming in the door while you're running your business. Um, and so to, to think that not having your, you know, not keeping your day job isn't smart, isn't smart. Um, you know, I think that there's also this whole, like, American culture is one of, you know, work really, really hard and work to, you know, your fingers to the bone and, you know, have no sleep and hundred hour works work weeks. That again is so you've got this you've got this this stigma around working smarter and not harder. Or, or, and I'm just like I don't I don't I personally don't understand it. If I can make it work, if I have a job that allows me the flexibility to still get paid, not get fired, and be able to have money coming in while still being able to build my business, that's a win. That's a win. Amen. Amen. And it makes it takes. All I can say is amen. Uh, and the choir sings uh, yeah. in the background because that that's important for people to understand. There is no shame in having money to fund your own business while you're doing that. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. as opposed to as opposed to what putting it all on credit cards, <laughs> as opposed to what you know, mortgaging your house. Guess what? You're probably going to have to do that when you have run out of money and you are full time. So why do it early? Why do it unnecessarily? I, I don't. I don't yeah. get it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you're you're speaking on it because we don't talk about the behind the scenes stuff that you don't have to deal with those kind of pains so soon if you do a couple of if you wait it out just a little bit. And um, that leads me to another thought. Um, I know this week you've read about it. Um, Arlen at Backstage Capital yes. released this new fund, which uh, I think is amazing. Um, amazing. And absolutely amazing. So let's talk about venture capital because I know that we put a lot of emphasis on um, 
women receiving venture capital money, even specifically, you know, black women, when it boils down, we mm-hmm. don't get a lot of it. And so to have this right. fund is amazing. But what about the women that don't get the venture capital funding? Can sure. you still be successful without it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Women, black women have been successful without it, right? Like we're in 2018, there are plenty of amazing, thriving businesses um, that have succeeded without VC funding because we haven't had an opportunity to, to access that. Um, I think that'll change with, with Arlen's fund and with, with what she, the amazing work that she's doing at Backstage Capital, but there's absolutely other ways to fund your business. Um, we've seen crowdfunding be hugely successful, particularly for women um, and women of color. Um, we've also seen, um, you know, just literally, you know, when your business model is strong and you start to generate revenue, sometimes the revenue allows you to, to grow your business as well. But the beauty of both crowdfunding and being able to, you know, use your, your revenue is that it's non-dilutive. And so I think a lot of times, again, people get focused on the, the, the sexiness and the lure of VC money, but you're, the, with that comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of expectation for huge returns. We're talking 9, 10x return on investment. So, you know, yes, will it, will it be a lot of money up front? Will it, will it allow you to scale extremely fast? Absolutely. And that is very, very valuable, especially for certain industries, for certain technologies. Um, but, it does, A, require you to, to give up, you know, quite a bit of, uh, of, of your equity in your company, and the pressure is on from the moment that money hits your account. Yes, and I think it's an education process, right? I know even when this fund uh, launched, I had so many people in my inbox and DM saying, hey, Minda, look at this, look at this. And I'm like, well, actually, I think this is great, but I'm not looking for venture capital money in this venture at the moment. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that we have this like fixation that success is tied to VC money, you know, and there, like yep. you said, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And at this point in time, I'm not ready to relinquish some of those things. Right. So, right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's so, the, that's but there's the other whole, ways. Yeah. I, I truly believe that, that, you know, we, we, it, it, to your point, it's an education process. You know, when you when you accept this, or when you and even you know, as you're spending the time fundraising, um, you know, you're you're choosing to spend the, that time and those resources fundraising for these types of funds versus spending the resources on a different type of fund. So so just you know, there's a lot of trade-offs to it. No, thank you for breaking that down. I think that's important for us to know. And then also to you know, going back to this whole funding your own business and having a day job while you build, you know, what are three things that you'd like women of color to consider before they take the leap into entrepreneurship? Hmm. Three things I want women to consider before leaping into entrepreneurship, just starting a business in general or? Yeah, starting a business before they just walk away, you know, throw their hands up and like, I'm going this route, you know, just some things that they oh. can consider before they do that. Um, test the idea a million trillion times. Test it from 15,000 different ways. Um, really understand what your business model is. How will you make money? Um, and how will you make a lot of money? 
because if you want to just make a little bit of money, that's a part-time thing, so you wouldn't leave your job, right? So if you're, if this is, a, you know, and there's nothing wrong with lifestyle businesses that allow you to, um, you know, pay a college education or pay off your, your home or, you know, something that, you know, is, is not necessarily, you know, a, a billion-dollar unicorn. Um, but make sure you understand exactly how your how your business makes money. I think that's number one. Um, number two, I would start to build a community. You know, build understand who that target customer is and have some target customers ready to buy your product before you even open your business. Therefore, you you have sales coming in on day one. Um, and this is easy to do through social. Um, you know, get a Facebook group going, get an Instagram going, um, get an email list, get a, a, a monthly book club, you know, how, however you decide to um, reach out to your customers, start to reach out to them um, before, even as you are or even before you open, you know, your, for your first day. And then um, three, 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 three. Um, um, you know, something that is, has been really helpful for me, I, I have a, a co-founder um, for Trust Noir, Octavia Pickett-Blakely, and she is amazing. And I, I definitely don't know if I would have gone into business on my own. I know there's a ton of solo entrepreneurs. For me personally, having a partner uh, allows me more accountability. Um, it allows me to uh, brainstorm and find inspiration and spark new ideas when you're bouncing them off of someone um, who understands, you know, literally what, you know, exactly what the end goal is. So, so if, you, if you are a solo entrepreneur, consider an accountability partner. If you decide to go into business, consider having a, a, a partner. I would say maybe that's my third idea. Oh, those are really great. I'm each one of them, I was like shaking my head uh, as you said them. And, and the last one really resonated with me as having a, a co-founder. I started my business by myself and then later on um, had a, a good friend, shout out to Lauren, uh, who joined me. And I tell you, it I couldn't even imagine uh, go, doing this work by myself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's real. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely. A, I can tell a difference between just that extra oomph you know, that you need sometimes where you just can't do it all on your own. You you really, you know, and again, there's plenty of solo entrepreneurs that get support from their family, from their husbands, from friends, from organizations, so on and so forth. So there's plenty of ways to get up to find or to have a quote-unquote partner, even if they're not necessarily officially in the business. But don't believe, you, don't believe the hype that you need to do this all on your own you will not succeed. <laughs> no, you, you will burn out real fast. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. And one last question um, that I was thinking about, too, is as we're talking about, you know, when it's time to transition maybe from your day job into your full-time second job that, that people are building, um, when, was, when did you know it was time to make that leap uh, to say, okay, it's time for me to leave my full-time job here and focus on Tres Noir. Yes. So I knew, so it was very interesting. I was, I was working at a uh, women's apparel company 
and I started trust on um, you know uh, maybe seven or eight months beforehand, and I was taking calls. I was running in the back and taking calls in the stock room. <laughs> I was taking lunches to go you know on meetings. I was you know doing I I, I was doing a lot, and, and it was kind of like tiptoeing on you know being a little too stretched. And then, um, you know, I really started to think about, well, if I'm spending 40 hours, 50 hours a week in this job and I only spend, I don't know, 10 or 15, maybe 20 hours on Trust Noir, what if I were to flip that? And what, how much more business would I be doing if I focused more on, on Trust Noir, if I flipped it, said, okay, let me do more on Trust Noir and less on, you know, either some other type of marketing job or consulting or whatever. And I said, oh, wait a minute, I maybe I should do this. And and that was that it was having those conversations in my head, I guess, um, that really prompted me to be comfortable in in focusing on Trust full time. No, that's a really great story. I'm I was laughing thinking of picturing you in the stock room, like making your calls, like. Looking sure around, <laughs> I was nice and tiptoe, right back there with the fabric and the mannequins, and <laughs> and have a couple of calls and tiptoe right on back to my desk and do what I need to do. Uh, we we've all done it. We've all been there. Uh, so it's it, it's real. You do what you got to do. Um, gotta this has been such. <laughs> a great conversation, Regina. Uh, the last two are my bonus questions that I ask all my guests. And as a lover of grits and rap lyrics, I have to ask, what is your favorite rap lyric and why? Mm, favorite rap lyric and why? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, this is going to be a serious throwback. My favorite rap song is Salt and Peppa. Um, gotta be, gotta be you and only you. Express yourself. That's what it is. Express yourself. Um, Joe wanna be like Bob. Bob got it going on with no job and everything Bob got he got from Robin and everything she got she got X X X. So you know this idea of everyone looking at everybody else and really wanting to just express yourself, I think is so important. I think. When you really think about that song, it's so relevant now. Like, it's always relevant, but I love Salt Pepper. I think that they were absolutely trailblazers in the hip-hop game. Um, black women that were unapologetically, like, fabulous. And um, it's, my, it's, on my, my gym, it's on my gym workout rotation. And, um, yeah, I would say that's, that's definitely my favorite. Oh, wow. You did take it back, but I'm like, yes, I, I got to read re-listen to that but it makes no yeah. sense like we can't pay attention to everybody else so everybody else yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. that, that is great um and my last question for you is the podcast is called secure the seat what does secure the seat mean to you i think secure the seat means owning your past um, really making sure that however you do it, you do it your way. Um, and that, and I think that it's so, I can't, I cannot stress that enough for entrepreneurs 
to do things your way. Don't look at what this person over here is doing. Don't look at what they're doing. What's for you is for you. And um, being secure in that allows you to secure the seat. Ah, mic drop. I love it. I absolutely love it. Regina, where can people find you and um, connect with you and also use your services? We we got to support. Absolutely. If you're rooting for everybody black, you've got to go and support. Yeah. Show it. Be active. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Tress Noir, T-R-E-S-S-E-N-O-I-R-E.com. It's the same on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please like us, follow us, sign up for our email list, and book an appointment. Yes, book an appointment. Thank you so much for being on Secure the Seat. I know this conversation is going to help our listeners, and it's important that they understand the difference between um, what it really takes to leave your job and start a business, and there's no shame in holding off till it, you find the right time for you. Nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Regina. Please go to treznoir.com and check out uh, Trez Noir book, their services, find Regina on those internets, and also go to mindahearts.com and check out the show notes where you can also connect with Regina there. All her information is available there. So make sure that you support her and the work that she's doing because as she secures her seat as a black entrepreneur, uh, it helps the rest of us entrepreneurs secure our seat as well. And also um, check out Backstage Capital and the work that they're doing there because um, Regina's company is part of Backstage Capital uh, and their portfolio. So I'm really excited about what they're doing there. And also, uh, just a reminder, success is not what you see in all the magazines or all the blogs. Success is an individual path. You have to compare yourself to you. So you know, right now you might be thinking, oh, well, I have to do my nine to five. And then after I get off, I have to go build over here. And that irritates you. And at some point, you're going to be able to make that transition. But while you're doing it, whistle while you work, utilize the playground that you have in front of you to gain more skills, to test out your product, and to invest in yourself, be your first investor, you know, utilize that money that you're getting and be able to funnel it into your business. And as Regina said, Start getting customers now. So when you do transition full time, you already have some revenue coming in. Um, It's not sexy to be broke and it's not sexy to struggle (laughs) uh, when you don't have to. So don't compare yourself and your timeline to what somebody else did, because half the time people aren't being honest about their timeline anyway. And you don't know what they might be doing and nights and weekends. They might be babysitting. They might be taking on consulting contracts. You just don't know. And so. if you stay focused on your journey and when it's time for you, then you won't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing, uh, as Regina said in her song. So, again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Secure the Seat. Check us out every Wednesday where we have a new episode. And also uh, find us online at Minda Hearts across all platforms. And, again, go to MindaHearts.com and check out the show notes. Lastly, please rate me on Apple Podcasts, write a review, share this episode with a friend because, you know, we're out here trying to live our best lives and the more information that we have and that we share, then the more of us get a chance to secure our seat. Have a great week.